Shekalim Davkaf Aleph. The last thing we were discussing was, according to Rabbi Shimon, there were seven conditions made in the Beit HaMikdash by the Betin. And one of them was that if a Kohen Gadol dies in the middle of the day, that the Minha that he has to give that afternoon, it comes from public money. And according to Rabbi Uda, it comes from the inheritor's money, the Yorshin. And Rabbi Bar Mehmal has the question that it sounds like Rabbi Shimon is contradicting himself because in our Mishnah, he says it comes from the Yorshin money because originally there were, it came from the Yorshin money and then Betin made a, a condition that it comes out of the Tzibur money. And over here, we just saw that Rabbi Shimon says it comes from the Tzibur money. So which one is it? And we explained that it really comes from Tzibur money. I would have thought we'd have to go collect for a new fund, the Minha of the Kohen Gadol, this afternoon, the day that the Kohen Gadol died fund. Um, and just take it out through Matalishka. And with that, we are starting Kaf Aleph Amud Aleph, about six lines in, where it says, Rabbi Yosa Amar Rabbi Yohanan Ba'e. Rabbi Yosa said that Rabbi Yohanan asked the question. When our Mishnah said that if a Kohen Gadol dies, in the middle of the day, and the rest of the minchah is going to be given from the tzibur. And Rabbi Yehuda said, It's going to be given a full isaron, not half isaron. So the question is, Mao, Shelema Beshahit Ushlema Ben Abam, do you have to give two, uh, two full isarons, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and only take half of it? Or Shelema Beshahit Ubtela Ben Abam? Or you give a full Isaron in the morning and don't give anything in the afternoon because you already gave a full Isaron that morning. So the Gemara answers, If you want to say that you have to bring two full Isarons, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and they're not Korestes. So if you want to say that you have to bring two full Isarons, three log of, of oil that you bring half, one and a half in the morning, one and a half in the afternoon, what is the halakha when a Kohen Gadol passes away? Do you give three and three? Or do you give one and a half in the morning and, or, and one and a half in the afternoon? And Amar of We also have another question to ask. Shne kumtzin, the the comets that the Kohen Gadol has to bring with the minha in the morning and after and afternoon. Mine. What's the halacha over there? Shne kumtzin b'shachit, shne kumtzin ben arba'im. Do you have to give two comets in the morning and two in the afternoon, and just uh, give one, or they have the same din as before? And comets achat b'shachit. You give one comets in the morning, the comets achat ben arba'im, and one in the afternoon. What would be the halacha? And Amar Biyosa, Rabbi Yosa is going to try to answer Rabbi Hizkiyah that Klum Lamdu Le Komets Lo Minhat Hote. Where they learn uh, the Dean of Komets? Not from Minhat Hote. Ma Lealan Shenei Komtsin. The same way by Minhat Hote, you have to bring two Komtsin of Levona. Afghans, the same thing over here by the Aisaron of the Kohen Gadol. Shenei Komtsin, you have to give Aisaron in the morning, Aisaron at night. And the Gemara pushes that away. Mataman Tzarechale, Afhacha Tzarechale. It's the same question, the same question we uh, th- th- that we're discussing. The same way that uh, Rabbi Chizkiah has a question by Minha of the Kohen, he also has the same question by Minha of the Hoteh. Now, the same way Rabbi Yosa tried to answer Rabbi Chizkiah, Rabbi Chizkiah trying to answer Rabbi Yosi. So, Amar Rabbi Chizkiah to answer Rabbi Yosa, the question who said that Rabbi Yohanan asked, 
כלום למדו שלושת לוגין לא מתעמיד של בן ארבעים. Where did we learn the מנחה of חביתין? You have to bring three לוגין. Where did you learn from? תעמיד of בן ארבעים. מה להלן שלושת לוגין? The same way over there, it's three log for every saron. Af kind of here by מנחה of חביתין. שלושת לוגין, you have to bring three log for every saron. The same way we, Rabbi Yohanan has a question about how much Lugin does a Kohen Gadol have to bring by his Minha. The same thing here, we're talking about Minhat Tamid. How much does he have to bring? Does he have to bring three or does he have to bring one and a half and one and a half? It's all the same question. And we didn't really come up with an answer to, uh, to is it one and a half, one and a half, or is it three, three, or two, two, or one, one? We, don't, we still don't have an answer. Now, the next part of the Mishnah was that Paraduma, uh, the ashes of Paraduma, the Betin made it tonight that the, the Kohanim are not Mo'el with the ashes. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachman, Bishem Rabbi Yonatan. We understand that Bedin, Hayashim Aluba, technically they really should be Mo'el Ba. Vehen Gazru and Betin were Gozer, Shaloi Ma'luba. They were Gozer that you, there's no Ma'ila. The Gmas asks a question. Vehatani, we learned, Hatat. What does the word hatat mean when it says that you are moral in it? So the Gemara explains, no, you are moral with the actual cow, but with the ashes. So if that's the case, why betin come and say that you're not moral? It's, it's pashut that you're not moral. So the Gemara explains, Amar biabu. In the beginning, people weren't, uh, the Kohanim weren't so careful with it. They say, listen, there's no ma'ila, and they know it heals. So therefore, they would put it on their cuts. And hachamim saw that they were not treating it with respect. So gazru she'im alubad. And they said, oh, there's ma'ila. Kevan she'nigderu, people got religious all of a sudden, and they were very careful. Gazru she'loyim alubad. Then the hachamim would go there, okay, there's no ma'ila. Now, the last condition in the Mishnah, be'ala kinin, we learned that the kinin that are pasul, that they can come out of the tzibur money. And Rabbi Yossi said that the person who is giving the kinin to the to the Beit HaMikdash is going to always give an extra couple for the ones that are pasul. And the Gemara asks, Aisha Zot Bimayimit Kaperet, the lady who left the money somewhere in between or the money got lost, how is she going to get her kaparat? And she donated the money and the Beit HaMikdash got, got mixed up. So Amar Bitzhak, Tenai Betin Hu. Again, it's a condition of Betin. Am Sapekatakinim, the person who is giving or is selling the birds to the Beta Migdash, whom Sapek et Absolot Vetaovdot. He's not he's also gonna give an extra couple for the ones that got lost, and the ones that became Pasul, he's gonna give an extra couple. So the money will go to Nedava, and the woman will get her kapara. Hadran Allah Perek Maochim Seu. And we are now starting the eighth perik of Masechet Shekalim, Kol Harukin. Halacha Aleph, Kol Harukin Nimtzim Yerushalayim Teorim. All the saliva that you find in Yerushalayim, we're not going to say it's from a Zav or a Zava, from someone who's Tameh Av Tum'ah. Rather, we're going to go by the majority of Yerushalayim, and most people are Tahor, and therefore that saliva found in Yerushalayim is Tahor. Chutz Mishel Shuk Ha'ilor, except for the upper Shuk, there was a lot of Goyim over there. Hachamim were Gozer, that the Goyim are like Zavim for everything. That's the very Bimir. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Bish'ar, Koyim Otashen, all depends. The rest of the year, any saliva, Shen Be'em Tsa Tameim, if it's in the middle of Rishut Arabim, it's Tameh. Shebat Stadim, but if it's on the side of Rishut Arabim, Tehorim, and they would be Tehor, because during the year, 
all the Zavin Zavot, they'd walk in the middle of the street, no problem. And the Teorim, they want to stay at the holiday, they move to the side. However, Bishat Regel, when the holiday comes, that the Zavin and Zavot, they usually people are ready to by the time the Regel comes. They will met the Mikveh, people are met to hear themselves before the Regel. So therefore, Shebeemtsa, anything that you find in the middle of Rishut Rabim Tehorim, and anything that is found on the side, that's Tame'in. Always the minority moves to the side. Now, the mikvaot in Yerushalayim were built in a certain way where there was an entrance and there was a separate place for the exit. So there were stairs going down to the mikveh, that, that was the entrance, and there was another uh, uh, stairs going upwards, that's the exit. And that will explain in the following part of the Mishnah. All the kelim, any utensil that you find in Shalim, you don't know tahor tameh. Well, depends. They're at the entrance of the betatvila than the temein because someone who's trying to take them didn't uh, didn't take them and they got lost on the way down. But if it's on the way out, then you know it's already in the mikveh. Therefore, it's tahor. Because the exit and the entrance is not the same thing. That's the very bimir. Kulan teorin. Any keli is tahor chutz min hasal ve'amagrefa ve'amritza hamiyuhadin lekvarot, except for a basket that they would collect the bones and bury it. Ve'amagrefa is a rake that they would uh, rake to find uh, any bones. Ve'amritza is a grave shovel. So all those, if you find on the street, then there's a good chance that it is tame. Sakin shenimtzet be'arba asar. Shaita uh, knife that you find on the 14th of Nisan, Shohet Bamiyad, you know it's for sure Tahor, and Shachtotet, not a problem. Bishloshasa, if you found it the day before, Erev Pesach, Shone, or Matbil, even if you, there's a chance, a very good chance that it was dipped in the Mikveh, you have to dip it again. Kofit, so what about the axe that you break bones with? Bazeo Baze, 13th or 14th, Shonin, or Matbil, you have to take it to the Mikveh again, because there's the Isur of breaking bones with Korban Pesach. So there was no need of dipping that axe. However, let's say the 14th, the Erev Pesach happened to be on Shabbat. You're allowed to shakht with that knife right away. There's no question about it. Because for sure the person dipped uh, the shahita knife from before Shabbat because you can't dip anything into the mikveh on Shabbat. And you have to say that that axe, the kofits, was also dipped Erev Shabbat because they're going to need it on Yom Tov on the 15th, which is going to be Sunday. You're going to need it to break uh, the bones of other korbanot, and therefore you could use both of them. Now, Bahamishasar, if you found that axe on the 15th, Shohet Bam Yad, you could use, uh, you could use that uh, kofits or you could use that shahita knife right away, no question about it. For sure, they dipped it before the holiday. If you found that axe tied or connected somehow to the shaita knife, has the same din as the knife. And if it's on the Yudalit, it's good. If it's on the Dvav, it's good. If it's on your Gimel, you have to dip it again. Now, we learned that any saliva found in Yerushalayim is good except for the Shuka Elyon. Rabbi Abin, Beshem Rabbi Yosha Ben Levi explained, Katsran Shal Nochrin Hayasham. There was a Goy laundry place over there in Shuka Elyon, and that's where they would go uh, to clean their stuff. And Hakamim would go there on the Goyim that they're going to be Zavin. So that's why uh, it's over there was Tameh.
Amar Rabbi Hanina, Arodot ayu noharin b'Yerushalayim. There was wild donkeys that used to kill in Yerushalayim. Vayu ole regalim shtakayim badam adar kuvotehen. And ole regalim, they would come up from wherever they are in Israel. They're coming for the holiday. And there was up to their ankles in blood. They came to Hachamim. Hachamim didn't say anything. They didn't want to tell them that uh, what's the deal with uh, the, the blood of Nevelot. Since it's only the Midrabanan, they didn't want to be gozer on them. Uh, you're coming to Yerushalayim. Let's be lenient on them. And Rabbi Simon Bishim Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi said a story that this is what we learned in Sandaftet. There was a mule from Rabbi's house that died. And they were met to hear the blood in this, uh, from the, uh, Dam Nevela. Rabbi Lazar Sha'el, Rabbi Simon. So Rabbi Lazar asked Rabbi Simon, how much blood has to come and it can still be Tahor? Vila Giveh didn't answer him. So then Rabbi Lazar went, Sha'el, Rabbi Yosha ben Levi, asked Rabbi Yosha ben Levi, Amar Leh, Ad Riv'i Tahor, until Riv'i Tahor, you tell me, Ken Tameh. After that, Tameh. Ubash Rabbi Lazar, De Laha Azar, Le Rabbi Simon Shumu'ata. And Rabbi Lazar felt bad that Rabbi Simon didn't answer his uh, question. And Rabbi Bai was saying the story over that uh, the mule of Rabbi uh, died and uh, they were meant to hear the blood from Nevelah and Amar Le Rabbi Tzhak Bar Bisna Atkama how much blood came out and they were meant to hear and Amar Le and Rabbi Tzhak clarified his question Ad Revi'it Tahor Yoter Miken Tameh is until Revi'it Yoter Tahor and after that Yoter Tameh or even more than Revi'it Tahor and Rabbi Bai pushed him, he kicked him with his uh, foot. And Amr Rabbi Zerika, Rabbi Zerika told Rabbi Bai, Begin the Hava Shael Lachat Bait Bewa, the kid asked you a question, now you kick him. Amr Rabbi Bai told him, Begin the Lava Dati B, because my mind wasn't with me. The Amr Rabbi Hanin, it's the Pasuk says, Vayu Hayechat Elohim Lecha Meneged, Zeshehu Lokeh Mehitin Leshana, it's a person who buys wheat for the entire year. And he's, you know, he's half worried. Is he going to have next year? Is he not? It's a person who buys from a wholesaler and uh, he, he doesn't know is the next time he's going to buy, is it going to go up in price, lower in price? He doesn't know it's a story. So he's always scared. It's a person who buys from the baker and you, you never know if there's going to be food tomorrow or not. And I'm and I'm uh, I buy food from the baker and I'm nervous and I wasn't uh, thinking. Okay, bottom line is my kid on what's the halakha le'maseh with dam nevela more than revi'it. So Eid Rabbi Yishaven Petora al dam nevelot shehu tahor. Rabbi Yishaven Petora said that the blood of nevelot is tahor. Mau tahor. What's tahor mean? Tahor milachshir. It's it's tahor in a sense. It's not going to make other things tameh. And if something touches that blood, it's not going to be able to become tameh. That means, but what about itself? It becomes tameh. Now the question is, Tamantanina, we learned Masechet Machshirin. Dam hasheretz metameh kibsaro. The blood of a sheretz is metameh, like uh, the size of a lentil, just like its skin. Metameh ve'eno machshir. It's metameh itself, but it cannot make other things tameh. Ve'enanu kayotsebo. There's nothing else that is going to be metameh, not machshir. But here you do have the Dam Nevela, that's Metameh itself, but it's not Makshir. So Gemara explains, no, what does that mean, En Lanu Kayotsebo? Keshi'ur Tum'ato. Nothing is Metameh, the size of it, like of an Adasha, and it's not Makshir. The only thing that is, is the Sheret. Aval, 
we do have a, a case where damo metamekim saro, which is the nevela, which is a revirit, and it's not machshir. Meaning there is a concept of that it becomes tameh but not machshir, but the size of a radasha, that's only by a sheretz. Amar biyasi, pelige bateren amorain, two amorain have mahloket when it comes to dam of nevela more than revirit, hadamar tameh, vihadamar tahor, one said dam nevela is tameh, one says tahor, mandamar tameh, kerbi yuda, the one who says it's tameh, like kerbi yuda, and mandamar tahor, the one who said tahor is kerbi yashua ben petora, and this is a famous Mahalakit Masachet Aduyot, where Rabbi Yehuda felt that Bet Hilal says it's Metamedam Nevela, and Rabbi Yashab and Petra who says it's Tahor and it's not Metameh at all. Amale Rav Abduma Demin Huta Yaot Derbi Yehuda Moriana De Benesi Ava. Whoever said that it's Tameh holds like Rabbi Yehuda makes sense because Rabbi Yehuda was the Moriora, he was the Posek in Rabbi's house, and that's why he said that up until Rabbi'it, it's not metameh. After that, it is tameh. Exactly what Rabbi Yosha'a ben Navi said before. Now, we learned in the Mishnah, Kola Rokin, all the saliva that's found in Yushalayim, is tahor, except that was found in the upper uh, shuk. And the Gemara asks, Didn't we say that they were not kozer on the saliva found in Yushalayim? We already said, The laundry place of the Goyim was over there in Shulka Alion. And since there was a lot of Goyim, and the Goyim are for sure Tameh, and therefore it's they're considered Zava. For everything, it's the saliva found over there is Tameh. Now we said that according to the BOC, there's a difference of what time of year. The, the minority always goes to the side. So Bishari Motashana Hateme Imehalkin Shibolet Vatehorin Mehalkin Minatsad. So during the year, the Temein walk in the middle of the street and the Tehorin walk on the side. They want to stay away from Tameh. And this is a Gisad change over here. You have to say Vatemein Mehalkin Stam. The Temein walk with no problem. Vatehorin Omrim Lehem Peroshu. And the Tehorin say, please move away. However, Bishata Regel Hatehorin Mehalkin Shibolet. Tehorim walk in the middle of the street, but Temein Melchin Metzad and Temein walk on the side. And again, here's a Girsah change. And the Tehorim Melchin Stam, and Temein Omrim Lahem Perosh, and Temein tell them, stay away from us, we are Tameh. Now, we learned in the Mishnah, Vechola Kelim and Imtsim Yerushalayim, all the utensils go, uh, in Yerushalayim, if they're going into the entrance of the Mikveh, they're Tameh on the way out at Tahor. And the Gemara asks, didn't we say that we're not kozer on the kelim found in Shalim that they're tameh? So the Gemara explains, Over here, once they're on, you see them on the entrance of the mikveh, then you know for sure that they're tameh. It's like 100% proof. It's not uh, It's not a suffix that we're just choosing size for. We know for sure it's tameh. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. So now, we, Rabbi Yossi said that the grave tools are Mekabel Tumah and Abba Shaul Aya Kore Otan he would call the grave Shavol Tziporin Mandamar Tziporin whoever said Tziporin Shayad Domeh Le Tziporin because the head of the shovel had a pick on it and it looked like a bird Mandamar Meritza and the one who called it Meritza She Meritza Eta Even Lebeta Kvarot because it moves the rocks out of the grave and the perush is that the pick would be able to take out the stone and they'd be able to use it as a grave stone. 
Kofitz, we learned the axe that is tied to a knife, is, has the same halachot as a knife, as shahita knife. Tane hasakin keshura la harezoh If an axe is next to a shahita knife, then they have the same din. And on your gimel, your dalid, you have to re-dip it into the mikveh. We have to be mahmir and say that the shahita knife wasn't dipped. Next halacha bet the next mishnah parochet shenitmet bevladatuma. If you have that one of the curtains in the bet hamikdash that were tameh, because someone who is rishon tuma touched it, even the hachamim were gozed that a rishon cannot be metameh adam or kelim. Over here we're talking about there was uh, some sort of liquid and hachamim were gozed that that through mashkin uh, through a liquid that a rishon could be metameit, therefore matbilin ota, and therefore we're going to dip it in a mikveh, bifnim in the azara, umachnisin ota, miyad, and you, you hang it up right away, you don't have to wait till the night. Vishinit met be'avatuma, if something that's avatuma, like a dead rodent or a nevela, touch it, that's already medeoraita, then matbilin ota, you take it outside uh, of the azara area, dip it in the mikveh, vishotchin ota bachel, and now you let it uh, stay, sit outside in the hail, outside the Beit HaMikdash area. You have to wait till night time, because it's like, uh, like any other Tum'ah Deoraita. If it's a new parochet, they put it on top of the roof of some sort of platform in the Beit and Harabait. So everyone can see how the work, that it's beautiful work, and that their money is going to good use. Parochet that the parochet the curtain that split between the kodesh and kodesh kodeshim it has a thickness of a tefah al shivaim ushtaim in the mina ereget seventy two strings were used to to sew it to weave it al kol nima v'niman every string asrim ve'arba chotin twenty four threads they would use techelat agaman tolat shani shesh everything with these things times six so it'd be equal to twenty four. Orka arba'im ama was forty amot long. Verochvaisim ama and it was twenty amot wide, the, the, the size of the hechal. Umeshmanim ushtaim ribo haita ne'aset and it was made of eighty-two ribo. It was eight hundred twenty thousand threads. It was made ushtaim osin bechoshan and they would make two every year. Ushlosh meot koanim at bilinotan. It would take three hundred koanim to just dip it in the mikveh because it was so heavy. Now, the Gemara wants to go into that word Moshezar. What does that word Moshezar mean? Ilu Amar, if it would have said Chut, I would have understood Echad, one thread. Kaful, okay, then I would have understood Shnaim, it means two. Shazur, I would understand Lishlosha, it would have meant three. When it says Moshezar, it sounds like Lashisha, meaning double the three. Arba Mikan, now, we have to do this times four. Ha'isrim ve'arba. So it's six times four, twenty-four. And we have a Baraita that argues. Tane sheloshim ushtaim. It was thirty-two. How do we get to thirty-two? Ilu amar chut. If it would have said chut, it means had kaful. I would have understood lishnaim. Shazur. I would have understood le'arba times four. Now when it says moshzar, double the four. Lishmona. You have eight. Arba mikan. Eight times four. Hat latinu tren. You have thirty-two. We have another bright other argues. Tana abai mushmona forty-eight. Ilu amar chut. I would have said ehad. It means one. Kaful. I would have understood lishnaim two. Kelia. I would have understood lishlosha times three. Shazur. I would have understood leshisha. It means times six. But it says moshzar. 
means double of Shazur, which is Lishne Masar. So that's 12. Arba Mikan, multiply times 4. Arba Mutmania, you have 48. Now, we have in the Breta, Katu Vehad Omer Maaseh Rokem, Vehatu Vehad Omer Maaseh Hoshev. So is it Maaseh Rokem or is it Maaseh Hoshev? Pick one. Maaseh Rokem means they embroidered Patsuf Echad, one face. When it says Maaseh Hoshev, means they embroidered Shne Patsufim, two faces. And the Tanaim explained, Rabbi Uda Verbini Hamia, they had a machloket, Had Amar Maaseh Rokem means Arim Mikan, Arim Mikan, a line here and a line there. Maaseh Hoshev means Arim Mikan, Behalak Mikan. Line here and empty there, and you have to change the girsa. You have to say that Maaserokem means Arimikan Vehalak empty on the other side, and Maaser Hoshev means Arimikan Varimikan, two lines. The Harana Amar, now the other one, the other rabbi, the Rabbi Uda or Rabbi Nehemia, Maaserokem is Arimikan Vehalak Mikan, that Ari here empty there. And you have to change the girsa again to Arimikan Varimikan, two lions. And Maaseh Hoshev is Arimikan Venesher Mikan, a lion and an eagle, meaning two different types of faces. Now, going back to the Mishnah, Bishmonim Ushtayim Ribo Haitan Aset, the parochet was made of 820,000 threads, and 300 Kohanim would have to dip it in the mikveh. Rebiz Hakbar Bizna Bishem Shemuel said, This is a guzma, this is an exaggeration, it didn't take that many Kohanim. And Taman and Teninan and Masechet Tamid, we learned Pe'amim Haya Alea Kishlosh Me'ot Kur. We also learned that on the Mizbeach, sometimes there was 300 Kur of ashes. And Rabbi Yossi Be'Rabbi Bun, Be'Shem Shemuel said also Guzmat, an exaggeration. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen Ve'amen.